This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode four, and it is Critical Mess. I, I still, I mean, I know, yeah, the mess part is definitely... Uh, Ooh. Relevant. I still don't really understand the title in general, though. Critical mess. Is that a reference to something that I'm not getting? I guess it's a pun on critical mass. You know, yeah. something reaches critical mass. And then this, there's a play in this book or in this uh, episode that is a mess. <laughs> so I guess that's what they're reaching for. But it is a stretch. It is, isn't it? Like the whole yeah. critical mass part of it doesn't really apply, I don't think. No, not at all. But uh, I mean, after last week, skin and bones. <laughs> Again, this is a random word generator kind of situation. <laughs> Very much so. Oh, well, we're, we found the blurbs for the episodes, or sorry, the episode, descri- I guess, what, what would you call them? Like a synopsis, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, on Wikipedia. So because we don't have blurbs, um, we are going to give you a little teaser with this one. Uh-huh. Um so you'll have your, your little episode descriptions every week and you can see if they are as misleading as the blurbs on the books often are, <laughs> or a spoilery. Compare and contrast. Yep. So here we go. When Jessica hears through the grapevine that Bruce's uncle, a Hollywood director, is in town, she's determined to get a role in his movie. Jessica's ecstatic to get Elizabeth to review her appearing in Macbeth until she reads the review. I mean, based on her performance, that review was very kind. Oh my God. So generous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more on that later, as I think we need to dive straight in to this <laughs> bizarre um, uh, series of shenanigans. <laughs> it really is just one, yes, one shenanigan after another, really, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it begins, there's some, you know, some cameraman or director was uh, stretching themselves here because we begin with Jess and Lila striding into the Moon Beach Cafe. Lila in a pinny and a beret. Oh, such a look. I love it. Yeah. Uh, she does have her trademark hats. And uh, Jessica in a crop top and high waisted sort of baggy trousers. It's a not the, it's an odd Look, that sounds like it could be a sort of All Saints style, you know, crop top and combat, but it isn't. It's a lot messier, I think, is the only <laughs> way to describe it. She enjoys high-waisted pants, this, mm. this version of Jessica, yeah. She does. Uh, so, But we just cut straight from their entrance to Bruce and his snickering sidekick, Manny, who are in a booth. And Manny wants to go to something that's on this weekend that he describes as 
a babe fest. Oh, Manny. <laughs> but Bruce can't make it. Um, no, so Bruce's uncle is coming to town. Uh, and yeah, so in this bit, Bruce says he's a big time commercial director. Yeah. I'm trying to think, yeah, those are the words he used. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he has to go pick him up from the airport. Manny's like, can't you just get a taxi? But Bruce is like, no, he's like apparently so fancy that he couldn't possibly ever get a taxi and is so used to limos that he would, you know, just catch fire, I suppose, on public yeah. transport. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Bruce has to go pick him up um, and and can't go to this babe fest. <laughs> Manny. Uh, but also, did you notice that uh, on their table, they just have the most ginormous mound of oh, chips? <laughs> They just, they're both just working off this like mountain of like skinny fries on a plate. And it's just the weirdest staging. <laughs> it really is. I just like, it's, there's too many and it looks like they can't possibly be all warm by the time you reach the bottom way of Way too many. Top. Those chips, they are stone cold. But like the way they're piled up, it really looks like a hat made out of <laughs> chips. Like it's so many. It's such a weird choice. It's like a pile the size of a human head. It truly chips. is. I just couldn't stop staring at the chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, I would like some chips though. It's the one thing that a takeaway cap, like if you if you order some food to be delivered, chips just don't really make the cut. Yeah, you have to choose your chips carefully that way. Yeah. Oh, I'd love some chips. Anyway, <laughs> I did not think I'd love some chips when I looked at that gross congealing plate. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're they're feasting away on chips. And in the next booth, we cut the camera pans over to Liz and Todd dressed in his basketball outfit. Oh, Wizard Wilkins. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Don't wear it out. Oh, God. Yeah. So he sits down and Liz tells him, oh, you'll never guess what I just heard. And... And it's kind of Liz that starts off this chain of nonsense. Yes. Um, because she overheard Bruce talking in the next booth and says that Bruce's uncle is a big time movie director um, who's coming to town. She's like, maybe he's shooting a movie here and they will get all excited about it. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of leads to from like one thing leads to another. And there's this whole kind of ridiculous chain, <laughs> ridiculous sequence. Yeah. So it's like Todd then bumps into Winston. And, On his and way I, to the counter, by the way, this is all happening in one scene. In case you think there's rumours have a bit of time to spread. Todd literally got told this a second ago and then just <laughs> lies. And, imme- and immediately just like adds in his own details. It's like you can understand a story growing legs over a course of days or like... <laughs> People being in different places or making phone calls or mishearing things, but people are just adding their own details to this as they go. It's really weird. <laughs> so yeah, he says to Winston that there's a big action movie being filmed and maybe Keanu Reeves and Brad Pitt are going to be in it. Yeah. And then like Patty over here is this. And anyway, it keeps kind of going and going until eventually Enid, like it's your classic purple monkey dishwasher kind of yes. situation. <laughs> so eventually Enid runs over to, is it Lila and Jess who were sitting at their own booth? Again, why Enid would run over to these two? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but she's like, oh my God, did you guys hear that there's going to be a massive movie uh, and they're casting and they, you know, they need extras. And it's like Keanu Reeves and Christian Slater and Ethan Hawke are going to be in it. Oh, it's, yeah. like an, it's like an actor gets added every time yes. the story moves through the room. Very <laughs> authentically 1994 actors, I have to say. Very true. Mm. Yeah, I think Brad Pitt is in the mix there as well. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. So yeah, by the end, it's going to have Keanu, Brad, Christian Slater and uh, Ethan Hawke. Yes. So it's it. quite the lineup. A roster of heartthrobs. Yes. <laughs> Um, so Edith's all excited uh, but they Lila and Jess are sceptical and Edith says she has to buy new clothes uh, 
to, I don't know, be in the film. I don't really understand her motivation. She literally runs away, as is her want. Um, <laughs> in her, she's wearing a baby tee uh, with a check shirt over it, and that's obviously not good enough for to impress this big shot movie director. That's it. Yeah. So good, good old Ian. She's always scampering off somewhere. That one, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for no real reason uh, so he, Jessica and Lila decide they they are going to uh, head to House of Chic oh man I, I literally, my notes just say House of Chic with a question mark justice for Lizette's <laughs> <laughs> even unique boutique we take that yeah, there are established names at play here, you guys. Oh, House of Chic, indeed. Um, <laughs> but then they literally, so their plan is to to uh, go there after rehearsal. You might ask, what rehearsal? Did I miss anything? Uh, you didn't miss anything. They just <laughs> dropped or drip feeding information in a very odd way. So <laughs> they they run back in before they're out the door to demand an introduction to Bruce's uncle. Uh, yeah, because they kind of they've been acting like they're not interested in this big movie thing, but eventually the curiosity gets the better of them, and they kind of um, ambush Bruce and well, by association, Manny, I suppose, <laughs> to yes. uh, to try and get Bruce to introduce them, and they kind of go, "Oh yeah, we'll." Uh, what did they start offering him um, tickets? Oh, tickets, yes. <laughs> and Manny keeps going, "I'll go," and they just ignore him. So they're like, "We'll have two tickets for you and your uncle." And Bruce is like, uh, "We're not going to go to your stupid play." And Manny's like, "I'll go," and multiple times in the background, like the uh, little cringing sidekick he is. I'm just very disappointed <laughs> with what they've done with Manny. Yeah, it's quite yeah. It's it's a it's a pity that it's an existing character yeah. that's this pathetic because um yeah he, this could have just been any dude like it didn't need to be Manny yeah um but yeah but do they establish at this point what the play is they or? do yes they they, do. Okay. they they announce that uh, Jessica is playing Lady Macbeth <laughs> uh, how the fuck she got that part I do not know <laughs> we'll see you later and Lila is witch number two amazing which is uh, Bruce points out is typecasting. <laughs> um, but he says that anyway it doesn't matter because his uncle isn't coming in until the day after the play so he's not going to be able to see them yes so all this is just wasted it's all in vain yeah so I guess it's the next day at school Jessica approaches what my notes describe as a terribly dressed person called Stephen oh my god this was so weird it's like first of all who the fuck is Stephen yeah. and second of all what is this fucking waistcoat it's like oh. it's oh. like gold, gold on the back and yeah. then red on the front it's like a vampire's waistcoat it is or um, a bad wedding suit waistcoat true yeah but like also the fact that he's called Stephen and she keeps kind of flirting with him it's like literally any other name I know because any other name the name of her brother okay even if he's not in the series we know who Stephen Wakefield is so please I know. don't do this and also, he's wearing a sort of hideous necklace. Oh, yeah, it's a really like a leather look. cord. It's, it's a, <laughs> everything about his outfit is terrible. And he uh, says, "Yes, he's reviewing the play at the weekend," and asks if she could do an interview with him about her starring role. Um, and she says, "Well, you won't be going to see the play because I've given you two tickets to see Pearl Jam." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I can't." Uh, she says she can't use them because she's going to be in the play. And asks him, would you rather see a 500-year-old play or the hottest group in the world? <laughs> you say they are just, Jesus. Well, was it 1994? It was. I yeah. mean, they were big. I mean, that I mean, is kind of Pearl Jam's peak, really, isn't it? 94? Yeah. 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 Like three of the sort of Jeremy <laughs> But they weren't cool. They're kind of like... <laughs> 
I guess kind of like <laughs> grunge for people who are in Sweet Valley High. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still reeling from your amazing rendition of Jeremy. <laughs> I think everybody who was a teenager in the early 90s could sing some version of it because it was just so ubiquitous that people used to take the piss out of it. Going, <laughs> the Eddie, is that you? <laughs> I, could probably, I genuinely didn't like them and I think I could still sing the entire song. And <laughs> ah, ah, oh, oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> Your sound waves are going crazy right now. It's amazing. Oh no. <laughs> Actually, they did turn out to be pretty cool with, you know, standing up to Ticketmaster and everything. But at the time, they definitely seemed kind of like a bit cheesy. So okay. I'm not surprised if you were, you know, the age that the actors are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am um, now, well, now I'm worried I've, I've upset the Eddie stands. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they seem more of an MTV band. At okay. The time. See, 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 I would have been deep in my boy's own phase at that point. It was, <laughs> it was much later before I came to Pearl Jam. <laughs> Did you ever belt out of rousing? I'm still alive. Oh, I 100% did oh, in no. like a pub in Cork when I was in college for sure. No. Who didn't? I mean, that's you right. Get, you, that's it. You get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Jam gets all of us eventually. Okay, well, the hottest band in the world, according to, uh, according to Jess. Mm. And Stephen in his waistcoat takes them. And then... The Jessica scheme music plays. The Jessica jingle, so good. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I'm so glad that Lisa on Twitter pointed it out to us. Because and now I notice it and it happens a lot. So much, oh my God. <laughs> like all the time, yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the Oracle office and who should be there but Mr. Collins? I guess I put down. Oh, I put down like, oh look, it's Mr. Collins in inverted commas. Just like, mm, no. Somebody on Twitter on I can't find it suggested Mr. Folins F A O or F A U X L I N. Nice. So that's quite good. Um, but yeah, he tells Liz that Stevens dropped out because he's off to see the jam and uh, she has to review the play and she reminds Mr. Collins her sister is in it but he's like I know you can be objective in fairness she can well yeah that is true yeah it's funny because like I suppose this episode is so weirdly structured that I had no idea what Jessica was up to with these tickets and why she was sending this guy off to see Pearl yeah, Jam yeah it's very I was like I don't understand what's happening here yeah. <laughs> and only eventually things kind of become clear <laughs> Well, uh, Jessica bumps into Winston, who reminds her that he's playing Macbeth. Uh, so they should be doing... By the way, like the play is on in like two days and they're talking about it as if they've just been cast. I know, yeah. The timelines, again, much like the books, the timelines in this are all over the place. Oh, good point, yeah. I suppose it's just keeping in the spirit. So uh, he asks her, you know, he tells her they should do the th- sort of things a married a married couple might do. So she's like, great, you can pick up the new issue of Sassy and drop my cheerleading outfit off the cleaners. Jessica is not cool enough to have been reading Sassy. I refuse to believe it. She just wasn't. <laughs> I loved Sassy so much and I just do not think Jessica would have liked it. You're not having it tainted by Jessica Wakefield. No, Jessica. <laughs> You might have been a better person if you'd read it. By the way, if anybody, I mean, Americans of in their 40s, I'm sure a lot of you will have very fond memories of Sassy because it was, 
I remember when I first found a copy of it in Eason's news agents here, um, I, I, it blew my mind because it just felt like a teen magazine that was actively aimed at me and I loved it. Um, So I managed to buy a whole bunch of them on eBay a few years ago. And I recently read an article with the New York Times by somebody who'd been trying to do the same. And now apparently it costs a a giant fortune. But uh, yeah, got in just in time. Certainly did. But I just refuse to believe that Jessica would have loved something that I loved that much (laughs) in the early 90s. I just just can't. She can have Pearl Jam, but she can't have Sassy. No, you can't, Jessica. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, apparently she's a Sassy reader. Hmm. If you say so, Jessica. And so, yeah, she tells uh, Winston that he has to do all these tasks for her and then take a cold shower and Vincent's like ouch and just leaves denied there's kind of like a little record scratch as well (laughs) (laughs) the music in this is so funny ridiculous (laughs) oh god um well Enid and Patty arrive and tell Jessica and Lila the play is sold out and uh, Jessica says this is perfect because even and she knows that Bruce's uncle will be impressed by the review that Liz will inevitably write of her. So she feels she's going to get to see him that way. Yeah, or, that's going or to sort be of impress to... him that way. Like oh. that's yeah, that's what will do the job when when Liz inevitably gives her a glowing review. Um, obviously, because that was her scheme the whole time to get rid of Stephen, so that Liz would so that Liz would automatically give her a good review. Uh, I don't know. You kind of feel yeah. like does she think she's going to be shit, and that's why she has to get her sister to do it? Because if she thinks she's amazing. Why wouldn't she just be happy with Stephen right now? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Jessica scheming theme plays, so you know she's <laughs> happy with herself. We can't complain. We get her jingle. <laughs> we cut to the Oracle office. Jessica is coming on strong to some loser <laughs> called Chuck. Oh, God. This and again, a- it's it's the Jessica seduction music, which is just that really <laughs> pointy, like... <laughs> 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 so funny though because yeah she's kind of she comes in where this guy is uh minding his own business in the oracle office this randomer called chuck but like he looks terrified to be alone in a room with jessica which is (laughs) (laughs) oh god so yeah she sidles up to him and uh she yeah she starts talking about how um what is it that friends should do each other favors? Yeah, in a very sleazy sort of way. So creepy. Like, I don't know why she does this in such a weird and sleazy way when there's no need. Basically, she wants him to drop off an envelope somewhere. Like, (laughs) Um, and uh, she, but what she wants him to drop off is a photo of her in a bikini, which looks like it was taken by Dakota Dancer. 100%. Like, that is the bikini from the last episode, for sure. Uh, so yeah she wants him to send it along with the review she wants him to basically get a copy of the review the second it gets off the presses like before it's even distributed and carry it to Andy Patman at his hotel and Chuck is reluctant because they're not allowed you know share the issues out I guess before they're officially um, on the shelves of Sweet Valley High but he's like you'll get I'll autograph this photo for you and then there's a moment where he squeezes his water bottle and stuff comes out. And I was like, I, is that what I think it is? 
I yes, I think that's absolutely what was going on there. Although I think it was like a bottle of toner or something. I think he was messing with a oh, printer or a photocopier. Was... Yeah, <laughs> but it is like he squeezes the bottle and like a puff of stuff pops. <laughs> it's like wow, we are not going for subtlety, are we? Guys? No, I suppose we should just be glad it wasn't like a milkshake or something. So. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> it is. He is very funny though because he just looks so frightened of Jessica, and when she like slowly pulls out the photo from the envelope of like her in the bikini, he just goes, "Oh, good God." <laughs> And I really enjoyed his delivery of that because he just looks petrified. <laughs> I mean, as well, he might. She is scary. Yeah, true. Well, we cut to the, I guess, the school hall. I guess, yeah, the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> it's opening night, or the only night. And Liz and Todd are there. Todd's only there because he has a paper due on Macbeth. Now he doesn't have to read the cliff notes because he's not even going to bother <laughs> reading the play. What would Mr. Collins say, honestly? Well, I think TV Mr. Collins is not as diligent with his students. Yes, that's I think, very true. <laughs> I think at this age, Todd would at least have heard something about the play in the books before, you know, if you had to write an essay on it. <laughs> so, the play begins. And it is insane. It is absolutely batshit. <laughs> So first of all, Winston does the, is this a dagger I see before me? Have they got like a real knife? Yeah, no such thing as a prop knife, I suppose, in Sweet Valley High. But uh, yeah, there's like this like actual dagger, like dangling from whatever thread or something in front of him. But when he grabs it, he grabs the blade and cuts his hand. But um, but he recovers well, I thought anyway. Yeah. In, in quite a Winston manner, because he obviously hurts his hand and he's like, ow. And then he goes. Ow, it. Yeah. <laughs> that hurteth. <laughs> Which was enjoyable. Winston but is like, too good for this production. Oh, truly, yes. Uh, so, like, he, he makes his recovery and carries on with the rest of his, uh, I guess, his monologue or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the, <laughs> the the most bit that's actually like Macbeth, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that, I just, like, what were the rehearsals for this, like, if this actually carries on? Like there just couldn't have been any or else it was just pure <laughs> chaos from beginning to end and they were just like fuck it let's just do it let's see what happens because <laughs> Jessica appears in this sort of sexy Lady Macbeth outfit and strikes a pose and the crowd are all whoop you like <laughs> oh my god it's that bunch of lads from the homecoming yes. dance in the first uh, episode because it's again it's that weird like football hooligan noise and they're just like woo, 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 when they see her it's like oh god stop it <laughs> oh so and then she just sort of runs around and everyone's laughing and then she keeps posing in front of Winston while he's trying to deliver his lines and then at one stage she's giving a speech and she says fie sir fie and then she gets distracted by a hunk in the front row and it goes hi sir hi as him like just openly breaking character to flirt with a guy in the front <laughs> row she is just shameless and it actually is pretty funny but oh like, it is very funny but it's not like Beth obviously because even like she kind of then finishes out her little scene but like stops and winks at him at the end yeah. and, like everyone everyone is very entertained True. by her performance because it is it is funny like but it's, it's obviously not what it's meant to be but then it gets even madder because the witches are trying to do their speech now I'm not an expert on Macbeth but I'm pretty sure that the witches bit happens earlier in the play um, but anyway they're doing the double trouble boil and bubble business mm. Uh, but then they're distracted 
Because uh, Jess just wanders it in and starts posing. That's it. Like she just kind of creeps up and just kind of like runs her hands over the cauldron like she's also a witch. And they're kind of like, oh my God, what are you doing? But like then it breaks into my fave oh, a montage. Oh my God. And this <laughs> montage is... It, it, I, it's actually the maddest thing ever because the production is going ahead and the um, Jessica is just constantly popping up, uh, po- sort of ste- not even posing, just standing in front of people. The witches end up chasing her around the set. It's hilarious. They've all got their big like sticks to stir when they're cauldron and they're just literally chasing her around the place. And like she keeps stopping and doing like a dramatic like hand to her forehead kind of a pose yeah. and then just running off again. It's like Scooby-Doo when people yes. are like, running in and out of yes. doors. And it's just people running over and back across the stage, just chasing Jessica around the place. <laughs> and she keeps popping up behind things. Oh god! Like yeah, there is a whole sequence with like Winston in in like a big throne, and she just keeps popping out either side and then over the top, and it's it is very funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's absolute nonsense. Like it's so silly, and even I think the track that's playing over it again is one of these like not actually a song songs. It's something from the soundtrack, I guess. And yes. it's like, Look at me is basically yes, the, the word. Can you see me? Let me help you. I, oh God. Uh, there was actually a really great reply from a listener called Maria Teresa Biblioteca, and uh, she she agreed about the you know the <laughs> fake nineties alternative bands that because they that they clearly fashioned because they couldn't pay for the licensing to get the real things, and uh, she noticed dollar store brand Natalie Merchant. Mashley Nurchant, perhaps. I think that was what it was tonight. I think it was Mashley Nurchant. There was a little Mashley Merchant style tone to the voice. Uh, She also noticed bargain basement garbage or trash, if you will. And of course, dollar store sound garden. Noisy trees. A little bit of noisy trees. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was it was uh, Mashley Nurchant singing, Can You See Me? Let Me Help You. <laughs> So the crowd are very amused. And Liz tells Todd, like, you cannot rely on this. Uh, for one, Lady Macbeth isn't actually in every scene of the play. That's it, because Todd is like, her part is so huge. Like, she's in this all the way through. And it's like, yeah, because she's just decided that she's in every scene and just keeps wandering out on stage yeah. and uh, mugging for the audience. But yeah, yeah it, it does seem highly entertaining, in fairness. Yes, and the crowd are loving it, as Jessica they is are. literally chased around the stage in circles by the witches <laughs> waving their sticks. Like, what does what she think is happening? <laughs> I know, and how can she seriously expect a good review after this as well? Also, go. how did the rehearsals go down? Like, how did it end up with this being what's on stage? Once again, like, who is in charge of this? There is just no logic to anything oh, that happens in these episodes. Lord, it really isn't. Just throwing a bunch of random shit in the studio and seeing what sticks. Um, <laughs> so at school, uh, the cast are eagerly awaiting the arrival of the Oracle and Liz's review. Patty is wearing a super, super, super accurate uh, kind of um, of mid early nineties top. It's kind of a seventies vibe. It's maroon and it's got a white uh, trim at the neck, at the V neck, with a wide white collar. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Eighteen year old me would have hundred percent worn that in nineteen eighty four or ninety four. Uh, Edith's wearing a flowery frock over a t shirt, or, or very accurate. And mm-hmm. Lila is dressed as a newsie. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> 
it's so good. She's like a tie on a shirt, her hat. It's like it's it's nearly like a bowler hat but with a wider brim around the sides. Oh, I thought it was more of those sort of like Baker Boy hats that sort of like oh. flat, like almost like a beret with a brim. Mm, okay, or maybe it was, it was a bit bigger, but it was it it had newsy vibes. It's oh, it's a great look. Mm. Yeah, so good. So the headline says uh, describes the thing as a real tragedy. Oh. And Winston and the witches are all praised. Um, but uh, Liz has described Jessica's performance as Lady of Lady Macbeth as overperformed and loosely interpreted, which I think is being extremely generous. Like that is so kind of her, to be honest. Yeah, like it's uh, yeah, it's a very fair. Uh, yeah, much too fair. Mm. <laughs> you. Far Although, too fair. The thing is, she does say, like, the headline does say that it's that it's a tragedy of a production, but, like, the audience did seem to really enjoy themselves. That is true. And in fairness, yeah. the rest of the cast did their best. True. <laughs> in difficult circumstances. Very much so. Well, Jess says that her film career is ruined um, because she was taken a lot for granted. Also, does that mean she genuinely thought she was good? I mean... I, I guess so. Like that's certainly what they're having us believe. But at the same time, if that was the case, why would she try and arrange it so that Liz yeah. was getting a review? I don't know. Because mm. she genuinely wanted Bruce's uncle to see her. Yeah, I yeah, and, and and to see this review as well, thinking that she was going to smash it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, she is very deluded, so who knows? Mm. So she storms into the Oracle office in her knee socks, and I don't know. Is it like a a long cardigan over a shorter dress? It's an odd outfit. It is a bit. It is great, though, when she storms into the Oracle, you can hear someone go, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's what everybody in that school says as soon as they see her coming. Yeah, that's it, because she just storms in and she's like, where is she? <laughs> and Liz is hiding behind the door. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. She says, rightly, she was being kind in the review, which is fair enough. Very uh, fair, yeah. Like, she was, as you say, overly generous. Uh, and Chuck asks her to autograph the bikini pic and she rips it up in rage. That's right. So he picks up one of the pieces and goes, oh, well, it's sized. Which is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, she's really not happy. And uh, at the Moon Beach Cafe, the rest of the cast try to cheer her, of the play, not the show, try to cheer her <laughs> up. And Winston is like, oh, you know, I'm just this is people will forget about this tomorrow and wipes up a spilled drink with the oracle to show that's how disposable it is but then uh lila struts in and <laughs> she's very pleased with herself she is she uh, announces that uh sweet valley's what did she call herself sweet valley's hottest socialite yes! <laughs> i love her um has landed a part in uh in the what's his name andy patman's and andy patman's newest production Ooh. Yeah, she ran into him at the hotel where she went to drop off Liz's review. <laughs> so, I love that Jessica's so disgusted as well because she's just like, oh, Lila, you did that? That is so tacky. <laughs> Lila points out, oh, it's not as tacky as dropping off the review with a bikini picture of yourself, which is true. Oh, it just absolutely lands her in it. It's so funny. And everybody's just like, oh God, really? <laughs> <laughs> they find it hilarious. Just, they do, yeah. But it's just great that she's just being shown up immediately. Like... <laughs> So we cut to the Castle Wakefield where the twins are hanging around in bikinis for, I guess, gratuitous titillation oh, reasons. At least, like, Liz kind of comes in from the back, so you assume she's been at the pool because she has a towel wrapped around her yeah. uh, in a bikini. But Jess is literally just, like, striding around the place in, like, this tiny 
swimsuit kind of two-piece thing it's like little high-waisted shorts and a bikini top and it is not very much clothes no it is gingham I do quite like it though yeah it is quite nice Mm. um so uh, Liz apologizes for hurting her feelings but just storms off and puts on some I think it's some noisy trees there (laughs) I think it might be (laughs) so she heads to her room which is definitely not the Hershey bar I'm sad to say not even a little bit. It's like a psychedelic poster on the wall and the walls are pink. It's just, it's all nah, wrong. Nah. Then again, can you imagine how shit the Hershey bar would look on film? Oh, it's true. Just like a dark cave. You so, couldn't like it. Yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, she says Liz just jealous, tried to hold her back and she says, the review cost me my part. It's like, what? What part? Like, this is all in your head. Oh, completely. But yeah, she tells Liz that this is all her fault and now she's ruined her chances of being a movie star. So um, Liz, the E, just starts to feel guilty. (laughs) So the next day, I guess, Liz and Todd turn up backstage (laughs) at the studio. Now, because I am so old, I'm I'm pretty sure this is a Power Ranger fighting some baddies. Okay, this is is 100% the Red Ranger from Power Rangers uh, fighting like a lizard guy. And then there's like this like random Asian man in like a silver bodysuit thing as well and the three of them just have this really elaborate fight that goes on way too long like I was wondering so I mean how old were you when this came out were you of Power Rangers watching age I yeah so yeah no I definitely watched Power Rangers like when it came on over here for sure um so they weren't characters were they the other guys the not that I recognize not the silver spacesuit guy I mean like lizard men were probably yeah something that would pop up in Power Rangers, but I didn't I didn't recognize them so much as like that was quite clearly the Red Ranger ah. outfit at least. Um, but also because it's um, it was Heim Saban. Um, oh, it was the same production company. It's the same production company ah. for Power Rangers and for this. So and it's obviously just all the one lot. So it was like <laughs> toss in a Power Ranger lads, it's fine. <laughs> so I just love the crossover of it all. <laughs> Because it's quite a long scene. Oh my God, it goes on for so long. And it is like, you know, there's some proper stunts being pulled off here as well. Like, and that's all quite good, but it's just so out of place. (laughs) Well, I mean, the the security in general, you know, organisation of this set is uh, minimal, to say the least. Because Todd and Liz arrive, and Liz wearing a terrible waistcoat. Um, And uh, they're all wearing awful waistcoats in this episode. And they, the set is a closed set, but somehow they just sort of walk in and uh, because Mr. Patman turns up and they're like, oh, how do we get in? We want to see Mr. Patman. He's like, come with me. Yeah, it's... um... It's extremely lax uh, security, non-existent security, in fact, I would say. Yeah. But uh, but also, does Sweet Valley just have like a movie studio? Like, or is this? Yes. They yeah. don't kind of say, you know, we're going to go to LA and sort this out. It's like, no, he's in town, I guess, in the Sweet Valley studios. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's coming to town mm. to watch. Um... He's coming to town to make a video, to make a commercial. But then why? Mm. And why is there a whole studio lot there? <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, again, a, there's no logic in this series. Because the uncle being a director, they've kind of lifted from that book where Winston's uncle like was a director and Jessica thought he was the uncle who was coming to town, but really it was the uncle who was like designed sewers. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but at least in that case, he wasn't there on business. 
True. Yeah. So uh, it made sense. He was just visiting the family where this Bruce's <laughs> hotshot director has somehow come to Sweet Valley to shoot an ad. I for guess, soup, yeah. as it turns okay. out. <laughs> Amazingly, yes. <laughs> so um, he uh, uh, Liz he's he lets them in, and they just go into the set with them. And Liz introduces herself and says that yeah, she knows that Mr. Patman hired her friend <clears throat> Lila Fowler because of the review of the play. And Mr. Patman is like, uh, "What the fuck." Yeah, he's baffled by this. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, look, I just needed someone about her height. Uh, was it her height and her, that had her look or something? I think it was just um, her size. Or just her size, yeah. He's like, and she just turned up on my doorstep, so I hired her. And she's like, oh, so like the review had nothing to do with it. You mean my writing didn't play a role in this? <laughs> he's like, no, I just needed someone. And there she was. And that's why she got hired. Yeah, so Liz uh, realises that that means she wasn't responsible for Jessica not getting it. It was completely mm. irrelevant. And then Andy Patman goes, have you ever acted? She's like, who, me? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the ca- I mean, Andy Patman's casting process, uh, considering he like came to Sweet Valley, flew to Sweet Valley just to do this review, is uh, again, as free and easy as his attitude to set security. Very much so. Like this is some very shoddy um, process altogether because it's like apparently the ad is shooting tomorrow and he's still because when he gets onto Liz, he's like, oh, you could be perfect for this role. And like the role is basically the main person in the ad. So it's like, you don't have somebody for that yet. Like what's happening here? (laughs) I think he does say somebody dropped out, but still. You think they'd have a casting director up who could get somebody in. You would think. No, it's just random women walking into the uh, into the warehouse. Like, yeah, you'll do. <laughs> Whoever wanders in, which could be anybody, yeah. given that he just lets random strangers come. <laughs> the gates so, are open, lads. Have at it. <laughs> the words closed set are meaningless in this True. studio. Yeah. Uh, so Liz says she doesn't act, but her twin would be great. And then she's like, perfect. We're shooting at nine tomorrow. Uh, and that's when they realise that there isn't, this isn't a film. It's that's right. Yeah, she. That's right. Yeah, she realizes it's an ad because I suppose that was it. The misunderstanding was when Liz, back along at the start of the episode, said he was a movie director, whereas Bruce never actually said that. Like he no, did no. say, big commercial director. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they realized, yes, there is no movie. We cut back to the Moon Beach, and Manny asks Lila how big her part is in this production, and she says the message of the piece depends on it. That's the thing, and it's funny actually because I feel like Lila knows this is just an ad. Yes. when you kind of when you like she definitely does because the oh, way she, she does, words things yeah. like she the way she words stuff is great because back along when she kind of announces herself as like the hot new socialite that's going to be in this production mm-hmm. like she doesn't say film she says production and also when they ask her you know oh are Brad Pitt and Keanu in it she's like let's just say it has a delicious cast <laughs> <laughs> which ends up being very true yes <laughs> so she is quite cutting and, she is uh, very clever Patty tells Jess that you know she must be sick with envy. Jessica says, life's too short to be jealous. And just as Patty, or sorry, as Manny er, tells Lila to break a leg, what does Jess do? Oh, the little snake, she, uh, there's a, the floor is all wet and slippy because it's just been mopped. So she, there's like a sign right beside her, you know, warning people that the floor is wet. She just kind of slides the sign under the table and out of sight. So poor Lila hops up out of her stool and absolutely lands on her arse like it actually it's very dramatic as falls go it's It's very dramatic it's a proper slow motion (laughs) (laughs) multiple shots as well yeah Uh, it's fancy they really went for it 
Um, and Jess evilly eats cherry off the sundae she was uh, consuming and replaces the sign as Lila wails, Why me? Oh, poor Lila. <laughs> Always with the drama, Lila. So dramatic. It's great. So Je- Liz and Jess, uh, uh, or sorry, Liz and Todd uh, arrive at the moon beach as Jess is just leaving and they tell her the news about... Um, having a play or a part in the in the commercial and Jess of course immediately forgives Liz for the bad review and Liz tries to give her the details to say like this isn't a this isn't actually a film it is just yeah. an ad but Jess keeps going whatever yeah she's she keeps cutting her off and I think it's because Lila is coming out of the moon beach with Patty she's kind of like hobbling along hmm. on her massive cell phone yes. <laughs> so it's like Jessica's just trying to make a quick getaway and also she doesn't really care whatever Liz has to say all she knows is she has a part and she's happy now yeah, she's <laughs> delighted so we cut to the shoot again there's a free and easy attitude to security because the whole gang are sitting in fucking <laughs> director's chairs at the very edge of the set there's so many of them there like it's it's way too many people <laughs> Bruce is wearing a ridiculous blazer with SVH on the pocket, but not in like a fancy monogram way, just like the way it would be on the back of his, his you know, uh, the gladiator uniforms. It's, it's like it's like they took the badge off Todd's varsity jacket and just like stuck it on a blazer. Yes. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, so Winston is kind of is kind of enjoying being on a set and he wonders if like all the taps in the kitchen of the set work and Manny and Bruce are really horrible and sneering at his ignorance and then uh, Winston is vindicated yeah it's like someone who is it like someone on set anyway yeah, just kind of like walks member. up and like yeah crew member comes in and just fills up a glass of water from the tap and, and strolls off uh, so yeah Winston Winston was right all along and gets to, to rub that in their faces yes because they were being so smug about their fancy knowledge as if they knew more than him yes. yeah so Jessica is getting her hair brushed uh, in makeup and is smug about Lila's demise. But who should appear? That's it, yeah, because she's bragging to Patty, who's also wearing her fantastic Kangol hat, which oh. is just, oh, mwah, so 90s, love it. <laughs> Go on, Jackie Brown. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's like, oh, you know, don't be too, don't, uh, what did she say? You know, don't, I wouldn't be so sure if I was you, because next thing in comes Lila hobbling on her crutches. Um, yeah, determined to uh, to take up her role. She's wearing a pretty amazing outfit. She's got a sort of a cravat on mm. and a waistcoat. Again, with it's a waistcoat. A lot of waistcoat action in this one, actually. Yeah. Well, Mr. Patman is appalled when he sees Lila's state because he needs, quote, someone who can dance her behind off. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, Lila's role involved dancing. So, uh, yeah, then Jessica's like, oh, you need a dancer? It's like, <laughs> you're looking at the, what is it, like the captain of the Sweet Valley Cheer Squad. <laughs> <laughs> so all is not lost and he decides he's got a, an amazing idea and he's going to switch their parts and Jessica is delighted with herself of course <laughs> so it's showtime and Lila is drinking some soup and saying that she loves drinking soup it's, it's del- very cheesy but she looks adorable in she this. does well like as a teenager I love drinking soup <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, her like beaming at the camera, sitting at a table yeah. in the kitchen set, um, just having a great time, saying her lines about her lovely soup. Yeah. Um, and just like holds up the can and she's like, oh, this is whatever brand tomato soup. It's my favourite. And then who should dance out onto the set? 
god it's so good because that's it because when it as Lila's finishing off her line she kind of like makes the can kind of dance a little bit in her hand so it kind of pans across to like the door of the kitchen and in comes Jessica in like a massive tomato outfit it's like it is not flattering no she is a round circle um like big red tomato with like a little green bit on her head and she kind of tries to style it out and do like a sexy dance while dressed as a giant tomato but yeah it doesn't quite come off no she (laughs) knocks a whole fruit bowl over her head somehow and the the gang lose it and Winston says she did want a juicy part It is very funny because she's absolutely shown up in front of the whole gang yes. um, and looks completely ridiculous. And of course, the director's fuming then because she's knocked over a lot of stuff and she like bats away a boom mic. And, and uh, hits yeah, somebody she... in the face as far as I can tell. Because she, you can hear her crashing into somebody who goes, ow! That's true. Yeah, like she's violent on set <laughs> um, and just is a complete disaster. And everybody laughs at her. It's great. Yeah, and that's the end. <laughs> that's it. Of a critical mess. Amazing. A mess indeed. Oh, in so many ways. Oh, it was very entertaining though. That montage, like there's um there's in pretty much every moment or every episode, there is a proper what the fuck moment. And that's highly entertaining. And that so was true. it. That absolutely was. It was great. Love a montage, love a ridiculous, weird song over the top of it. <laughs> and just oh. yeah, totally ridiculous. It's so good. Well, I mean, who knows what the next episode will have in store because we have been the the first four have been like I, I mean terrible, obviously, yet also highly entertaining. Like surprisingly entertaining. I'm having a great time doing these. Yeah, me like, too. It's such fun research. It's great. <laughs> so they're streaming it onto the telly, the big screen. Now, have to, has to be said, the quality of the YouTube videos is not great. So. Oh, it is not good. Yeah, but like Disney own the rights, so I just I just keep going onto their feedback site for Disney Plus and saying, "Add sweet Valley High, <laughs> add sweet Valley High, do it, do it." <laughs> so if somebody ever takes it off, I mean, uh, uh, we're just fingers crossed, listeners. They won't do that because then we'll have to find something else to recap. <laughs> for these bonus True. episodes <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come up with something else <laughs> uh, well Pi Beta Alpha members what did you think of this episode uh, Do you, are you as amazed as we are that Jessica managed to actually reach the stage part of this production because I can't understand how she got the role in the first place let alone made it through the rehearsal process <laughs> It's a very hastily thrown together production, it seems like. Really, really is. Um, also, if you were a teenager in 1994, did you share my uh, loathing of Pearl Jam? Yes, strange <laughs> affection for their songs that I co- somehow knew all the words to. So I wasn't wasn't as cool as I thought I was. There you go. <laughs> or liked to believe I was. And did you share my love of Sassy? Because uh, it really was one of my favourite magazines of all time. And oh. uh, I think it was for, for a lot of, of old ladies like myself. Oh, God. I'd say I'm not familiar with Sassy at all. Like, I've I've heard of it, like, in more in, more in recent years than yeah. anything else. But, um, yeah, it just was not something on my radar at all. Well, I bet people have scanned bits of it. On the, oh, there's, sure. There's, uh, I'm sure bits of it are out there for any nostalgics or people who would like to see it. But it was definitely a a teen girl magazine like no other um and i just find it very hard to believe that jessica <laughs> liked it you're so annoyed i know i just feel like it's like you think something is like your special thing and then some terrible person <laughs> loves it i'm just like how dare she no no jessica you can't have it 
Oh, you know, it's sister. more like the uh, the the writing room full of men were like, "What's a teen girl magazine?" Sassy Grant. Yeah, just go read that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can't believe they missed the opportunity to make Ingenue part of the uh, mm. part of the the official the canon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're playing fast and loose with the canon. I don't approve of this. What was the 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 shop called? House of Chic. House of Chic. Yeah. Mm. Nerve. Read. I mean, they've got a few places to choose from as well. That's true. Yeah, it's it's an ex- it's an extensive universe. The uh, the world of book sweet valley. Do better, script writers of twenty seven yeah. years ago. We're we're, we're here twenty seven years after the fact to tell you what you did wrong. <laughs> Well, doubtless there will be more things for us to get outraged about. I just don't want to see Jessica liking anything that I like. So, <laughs> or liked. Oh, God. Um, uh, but who knows what the next episode will bring. Will we, uh, will we reveal the name? I th- yeah, if you have the title there, let's go for it. <gasps> I do. So episode five is called, What? Me study? Mm. And uh, oh, I'm not going to give away the blurb, but I am reading it now. And it looks <laughs> like it's got more Jessica scheming. So uh, I'm sure we'll hear the music. Can't wait for all the jingles that are going to be played in that one. Oh, I, it was such. Once you know it exists, you hear it. Oh, God, it's so good. And Lisa made an amazing compilation of all the oh Jessica moments so far. Um from since the last episode and uh it's it's quite the it's quite the montage of its own <laughs> it is magnificent so good it's on twitter uh we retweeted it i think earlier but we can we'll tweet it again yes because it episode. really has to be seen to be believed she said that so uh, um yes god we need to get out of lockdown soon well <laughs> this is not a waste of time lisa we really appreciate it this was time very well spent. Yeah, we, we absolutely appreciate your efforts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the lockdowns go to lead to more people making Sweet Valley montages, at least something good will have come out of it. <laughs> There's a silver lining I can absolutely get on board with. <laughs> well, everybody, if any of you feel like making any montages, fan videos, <laughs> whatever you like, um, do let us know. Uh, remember, we appreciate all of you uh, because you are the wind beneath our wings. And oh. we hope you are enjoying these uh, ridiculous recaps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let us know what you think. You know where we are. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are over on Instagram at SVH Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will see you in two weeks when Jeff, well, we'll see you in one week for the main episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we will see you, our very special friends. Back here at the sorority house. Oh yeah, wear your pink shiny jackets. <laughs> Where we find out what happens when Jessica says, what, me study? I guess. <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.